0: That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewellery gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: Welcome to Inside the Comedian with me, David Reed. Thank you. Thank you for the respect. Uh, Mark, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, David. It's an absolute pleasure to, to finally see you on the programme. We've been trying for a long, long time. I wasn't aware of that. <laughs> right. Uh, my producer lies. Yeah, they, not, I've, I've never, never been approached before. Oh, right. Okay. Um, uh, I, I apologise. Uh, That's okay. I apologise. You should have been first on the list instead of, I believe... 48th? Yes, that's right, yes. It's been going embarrassingly long with it. It has been going it, a it long, has, long time. Yeah. I should explain to uh, my audience, who tonight come live from the Edinburgh Festival... Only a few of them not tired of that <laughs> yeah. yet. That's about the right level. That's about the right yeah. level, yes, in the final week. Um, Mark Watson, you were once described to me by a drunk man at a urinal as too funny for this world. Now, is that true, do you think, or is that just... Far too sad.
2: It's hard to know because all my work so far has been in this world, right? Um, it's the only market that I really know. I, uh,
1: so it's frightening the idea of maybe taking a step out of this world to try a different market. Very apart from McIntyre, very few people have cracked the solar system yet. Really. Right. Mm-hmm. Or, or parallel worlds, you know. It, McIntyre again is quite big in in, uh, in hell. Um, <laughs> I would like
2: to distance myself from that remark. Um, I think, I mean, I, to judge from my level of success, I wouldn't say I'm too funny for this world. If anything, I'd say I'm a borderline about the right level of funny Bound for this world. Stroke sometimes not quite funny enough for this Inceptible world. Acceptable yeah, um, level of funny for this world. I do like the sound of this man you're the urinal though. Yes, yes,
1: no, well, he was quite philosophical for a while. Until he was quite unconscious. Uh, compliment's a compliment. Yeah. It's when people are on the edge of, of dreams and reality that they find their truest wisdom, isn't it?
2: Yes. Unfortunately, it's hard to base your career on that audience. Uh, yeah. you, you have them for such a brief window. <laughs> <isn't laughs> yeah. Sometimes I'd like to have an audience of people who actually want to see me while fully conscious. Yeah, but. Um...
1: But we can't all
2: have what we want. We can't. No, we can't. The Rolling Stones covered that. They did. They they did
1: cover that again and again and again. Now, I've read on um, Wikipedia uh, and nowhere else that you were born in Bristol, uh, the the home of Brunel, Banksy, and Butlins. Um, Were those some big shoes to fill? A lot of pressure. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pressure being I mean, a baby in Bristol.
2: It really is. That was a hell of a tough year, baby wise. Yeah, I, I, I felt enormous pressure actually. I remember thinking as a baby, um, Christ, I've been born in Bristol, and in about 30 years, there'll be a conceptual artist, and how will I follow that?
1: Right. It's it, incredibly
2: um, difficult. It really is, especially when you're a baby, because you can't, I mean, you've got, you're in no position to paint on the side of a building at that stage. No. You can't do anything. Your stencil work is poor at best. It is. Yes, there were, there were um, several big. Sets of shoes to, to fill, yeah. yeah. And then there were things like Portie's Head and Massive Attack, those sort of bands, yeah. which is multiple shoes. Uh, so there's... Um, <laughs> A lot of shoes to fill. It really is, yeah. I've lived under the shadow of all of these people, yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, presumably, to, to fill all of those shoes, you have to start using something other than feet. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard I to see how you... are still speaking allegorically, but I can't be sure. You know, well, if you
2: can't be sure, there's very little I can do about yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to see how you could fill the shoes of Butlins, really. Uh, also, I mean, Butlins isn't exactly in Bristol, isn't it? Was it Mr. Butlin? It uh, was
1: Bristolian. Yeah, I believe so. Well, would you believe it? <laughs> I mean, he travelled far and wide, of course. Of course he did. He went to Devon, yeah. That's right. But, um... And his famous, his famous red coats um, uh, tried to take America back off them, I remember. I <laughs> yes. believe that's right. I think that's right, yeah. Didn't yeah. work, did it? Didn't work. No, didn't yeah. work. There's, I, a, there's a musical about it. Yeah. Um, so, but that, that's, that's a lot of pressure very early on. Do you think that propelled you into this career in some way? I think so, yeah.
2: I remember being two or three and thinking... Well, I don't know who Banksy is yet, but he's
1: set a really high bar, right. and
2: uh, you never really lose that. You never lose it. Back I, back. I,
1: I, um, I grew up in York, you see, where, where the only real pressure was to be better than Shed 7.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and would you, would
1: you say you've done that? I've got three
2: GCSEs. I think I've made it. <laughs> You say that, but Chasing Rainbows was a banger. I, it was a real uh, it's, it's on a lot of montages, even now. It's very true. I reckon we're five years away from Shed Seven not being a viable reference. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Even now, it, did, it divided the room.
1: I don't know if those five years are forwards or backwards, though. That's the thing. It's not a 1998 anymore really for either of us, now. No, he really isn't. Well, In by York, we... we've never forgotten. <laughs> because we have no other bands. We're not allowed to forget. They're all Lord Mayor. <laughs> um, they still don't know who it is but they're enjoying the idea um, so what sort of child were you uh, would you say were you sort of nerdy and awkward or were you sort of bookish and uncomfortable
2: I suppose you can divide people like me up those two ways Yeah. I, um, uh, yes I was as you can imagine reasonably kind of I was exactly the sort of child you, you might imagine I was in a church choir for example sure
1: Sure. Were you, were you a good singer in the church choir or were you the runt of the litter?
2: I went reasonably well until my voice broke and then it was a tricky transitional period. Um, but the voice broke while I was singing in a solo in a Christmas
1: concert and it was a long way back from there. Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, that, that's mortifying stuff, isn't it? I mean, when you, you let down the whole, not only the whole church, but Christ. Yeah, God, you? yeah. Was, um, <laughs> he's never really forgiven me, ironically, <laughs> um, given that that's his thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wow, wow. I, I, that, yeah. That's a lot of pressure again. I mean, we're getting onto a theme here in your childhood. It's been a fairly high-stress life so far. Yeah. Those, yes. yeah, did you have a hero growing up, you think? Someone you looked up to, someone who made you feel calm and safe? No. 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 <laughs> yeah. If I had one of those, I would have felt calm and Prob- safe much more often. I Probably suppose. fine, but you felt isolated and alone instead. Yeah,
2: I mean, I really liked my dad, and I still do, but I was never one of these people that said, my dad is my hero. Yeah, the moustache, for example.
1: Very few heroes have, have mustache. You
3: can't really know exactly. <laughs>
1: in, the, in the Marvel universe, I believe it's nil. Yes. And in the DC universe, I think one villain had a moustache played by David Thewlis, and it was off-putting. It's much more like to be a villain than off-putting. a hero, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're getting a picture, but Painter's paint a better one. Um, <laughs> now, like, 60% of my guests, actually, on this program, uh, you, you, you came through Cambridge Footlights. Um, I, I say that so often. Tell me, um, what is the connection between humour and getting good A-level results?
2: <laughs>
1: uh. Because for the rest of us who didn't go to Cambridge, um, you, we just got slightly worse results. And we're now not famous comedians. I'm speaking mostly for myself. This is the height of what I do. Yeah. That's depressing, isn't it? It really is. What were your A levels? Uh, My A levels, I got English, Maths, Biology, Drama, and General Studies.
3: Five A levels?
1: Yes. You should be above me societally. Right. (laughs) And yet here we are. I I write to my MP about that most weeks. Mark Watson is still very successful.
2: (laughs) Does the MP ever respond? Or? Never responds. No, it has me mixed up with Padilla, I expect. Um, <laughs> well, uh, it's an odd thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, my Similar A-levels to you. I mean, there was no obvious connection between those and humour. I just started doing it to try to sort of pass the time, really. Right, so you,
1: um, you didn't arrive at Cambridge expecting to go through their sausage machine of successful comedians. You, you, you discovered it whilst you were there. I couldn't even find the sausage machine, in fact. Um, <laughs> well, I think they tell you where it is at Eton. I, uh, yeah. And if you didn't go to Eaton, you don't know where the sausage machine of no, successful I, comedians is. I didn't is. go to Eaton, but the phrases
2: Eaton and sausage machine do belong in the same yeah. sentence. Yeah, yeah. yeah, perhaps not in the way that you've applied them.
1: Um, <laughs> had another career ever beckoned you with its big hands? <laughs> uh, not, n- not really, no. So, so you, you, you sort of, I'm, I'm trying to paint a picture here. So you sort of lost, but then you found comedy. It just sort of fell in. I had no real plan. Right. Um, oh, I was a fireman for 11 years. Right, okay. But
2: I... Um, <laughs> right. I just I was under-motivated, you oh, know. That's I, a um, shame. You need
1: to be motivated to put out fire. Because oh, you
2: a- really do. It's a very important job. It is.
1: Um, you, but- you can't do a half-assed job. You, you just sort of... Many people in their jobs think attendance is enough. And as a fireman, it really isn't. Now, as a fireman, you go home, and you've got a very
2: distinct idea of whether you've done well or not. Right. Uh, It's it's, you've either won, drawn, or lost.
1: And it it has to be a win, really. You just climb up the ladder, go into the second story window, and then just open Facebook and stay there for three hours. That's right. They notice,
2: I think, eventually. And, and that you know. was what drove me away from the profession, actually. The advent right. of social media hit me quite hard. Um, <laughs> sometimes you are on the ladder and you have a sudden burst of notifications and you think, well, oh. I've got to prioritise somewhere here. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, <laughs> but also... Um, a lot of being a fireman is going into schools and doing educational talks right. and singing songs about what you are do in the ad. Is that a lot of being a is fireman? It's a fair bit of being a Yeah, because there aren't that many fires. Right. There's a lot of a lot free times. There's a lot of songs, yeah. Right. At least every Friday, you're going into a school assembly, and that does... This is the problem with being a farmer. actually. There's yeah. a sort of existential problem with it, where it's at its most exciting when there's a fire. But you can't want there to be a fire, because no. so then you'd be a psychopath. <laughs> so it's tiring. Right. It's a bit like how, as an undertaker, you've got to want people to die, but that's a weird way to live your life. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, um, it is. I mean,
1: I, yeah, there, there, are, there are probably fewer fires than there are deaths, so the undertakers have a better life of it, I think, if that maths makes sense. Because well, there did, are more causes of death than fire.
2: No, I don't think that's true. I think oh. everyone
1: dies of fire in oh, the is end. Is that right? Yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Uh, <laughs> I'm, well, I'm, I'm not the fireman. You'll know. No, you'll know pres- the stats on this. How, how would you know? I wouldn't. But uh, just as someone that's been in the industry, yes, fire is Britain's only killer. Oh
1: wow! I, um,
2: <laughs> if wow. you can avoid fires, you will live forever.
1: Incredible! Incredible! I live
2: was, to pass on this wisdom. Yes.
1: Well, yeah. it was. It was very sad to see my own grandmother slowly. Uh, rather than uh, die suddenly, you know, from a disease or something, she just slowly faded away. As she, she recognised her family less and less, and and. and and uh, remembered things fewer and fewer and then finally in the end just passed away peacefully bursting into flames <laughs> uh, um, uh, it's a very sad story really. oh it's, it's soul-destroying when
2: you see somebody succumb to fire over seven years it yeah, um,
1: <laughs> it, it's
2: it's a mercy in many ways isn't it when it's the final when the final
1: the blaze comes yeah, it is, yeah. it's what she would have wanted you say yes, um, yes. Okay, so, so going back to your, your early days of comedy there, were those the good old days, do you think, of messing around with like-minded souls, you know, without a care in the world? It was certainly a golden age. of People talk about the golden age of uh, Footlights comedy.
2: You should take that sort of thing with a pinch of salt. But 2001 was a great period, yeah. In, that, in the period I was at the Footlights, it produced um, John Oliver, Armando Iannucci,
1: John Cleese, uh, Elvis
3: yeah
1: um, <laughs> many people forget that he started out in shop sketches uh, a lot of people do forget that yeah, yeah. Elvis's later career eclipsed the earlier
3: it stuff it did but his... his
1: early greengrocer stuff
2: is brilliant uh, he had some cracking skits Elvis yeah, really yeah. Um, yeah. Morris Stewart yes um, well Shed 7 of course Shed 7 I, uh, there. yeah so it was probably it was um, almost all talent came out of Footlights like, in that period the same period that I was in yeah then, John, uh, Adele Um, Uh, David Beckham David Beckham that's right yeah Um, again mostly known for his football but he had had a cracking five minutes about when you go to the chemist but they're closing
1: and (laughs) such such a funny voice as well such a funny voice absolutely brilliant yeah incredible um, I'm trying to think who else is from that period it, oh, yeah, the, mean, it, the, the, seems, it seems so it seems it's so cool to forget about them now though but you know there's so many oh there's loads there's so many uh, Ross Nelson
2: Mandela yeah. um, <laughs> Tim Key although he wasn't really there um <laughs> Einstein, all this within three years of Cambridge. So it was a great time to be there. Oh, wonderful. And who was the funniest out of all of those? Mandela was a fucking who. (laughs) Yeah, um, but then he got
1: political. (laughs) Terrible. It's terrible when they have... Well, it's not. They have to find their own thing, don't they? But they're never as funny when they, they... When they believe in anything. Yeah.
2: Mandela was a lot less funny when he was incarcerated for 30 years. Yeah,
1: that's. Cool. Uh, you can see why in a way. Playing to very small rooms. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All this material was about how you occasionally saw a penguin out the window. Well, yeah. Um... Right. Yeah, not many
1: people get that. <laughs> if you'd like to see the next series of Inside the Comedian recorded live, then we have a monthly residency at King's Place Theatre in London. Um, so you're famed throughout the Edinburgh Festival, uh, for the, that one month of the year, for your, your <laughs> for your dangerous high concept shows uh, that that push both artistic boundaries and, and audiences' patience often. So this is quite on brand. Quite actually, on brand. Um... I'm enjoying it. Um, what, what, uh, so how long was your last show? You did one of those marathon shows. The uh, the last show. The last marathon show I performed was
2: 26 hours, yes. 26 hours? The, the longest one I've done was, um, well, nine years. Uh, so I performed between 2002 and 2011 solidly. Wow. Yeah, it was very... Um... Did anyone stay for the whole thing? Uh, a number of people did actually, uh,
1: yeah, but there were loads of legal cases afterwards. Uh, so, uh, all of them suffered psychological damage. Right. So is that is that a positive boon for you? Is that vi- is that victory? Is that in a
2: way it is. If you can't be McIntyre, then you just want to fuck people up a bit. Right. Yeah. Um, and call it art. Yes, and I can't be McIntyre because he already is he already exists i asked um, if i could use his name on my posters but no apparently not apparently
1: you can't use his name and face no you
2: can't <laughs> you can't use his name and face nice. or, or life no uh, you can't uh, use his house either it turns out <laughs> yeah they, uh, they watch it
1: selfish yeah they're quite
2: vigilant about it no wonder he's popular in hell um, <laughs> which once again i would like to distance myself no, from. Absolutely. I, uh,
1: he's a very friendly man uh so you did many experimental shows. I mean, the, the, the nine-year the nine one wasn't the only one. I mean, you, uh, you attempted a few years back uh, to get an audience to collectively uh, raise a child from birth to adult. That's right, yeah. Um. Um, uh, how, what, how did that idea come about? Oh, uh, I mean, it's
2: a funny story, really. Um, oh, I'm glad.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's right. Um, I was in a hospital, uh, I was in maternity ward. Yes. Um... For no reason, I just sort of wandered in, and
1: um, it's like it's like the courts of justice. It's your right to browse, precisely, in, in yeah. Maternity yeah. ward, yes. You're, you're,
2: you're allowed you're, to. You're very much less popular in the maternity ward, and um yeah, I was watching all of these life dramas being played out, and thinking what this needs uh, is more exposure, right? Um, so yes, as you know, we uh, we we uh, found someone to give birth live on stage, yes, and then for the next twelve years, the audience raised the child. Uh, gave it all of its tastes and predilections and um, its political views, everything, basically. But but the project was ultimately a failure, wasn't it? I don't know if you would call it a failure. There was certainly an awful lot of controversy. It's it's an artist's uh, prerogative to provoke controversy,
1: Yes, um, but, but but the child is, is deeply damaged. Yes, and the mother killed herself. Yes. But
2: um, <laughs> is that a failure or is it a provocative piece of art, David? I, um, well, that's a very difficult question. I, I, I've always said, if you don't want to die for my shows, don't come in the first place. And I have seen a kind of downturn in audience levels. Yeah, it, well, yeah. because
1: um, they're dead. I mean, Because they're either
2: dead or don't want to die, yeah. Right. Um,
1: I, I think you're right. I think that is art. I think that is art. Yeah. It's upsetting, but it is art.
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah. There was... Uh, I, the thing, you want to try to push the boundaries of your art. I think there was that whole show where I just tried to ride a zebra uh, for a month. Can't be done, of course. Can't be done. Uh, yeah. Famously, it's
1: why we don't ride them.
2: Yeah. <laughs> they look like horses. Uh, well, stripy. Uh, but other Happy than that, they the know horses, what a zebra yeah, is. Yeah, they will have seen one. They will have seen one. <laughs> seen Imagine a panda, but a
1: different shape. Yeah. It's like you've wrapped uh, a panda's fur around a horse. What? Yeah, which we've all done. We've all done um, it. So that was a tough year at the uh, Underbelly. Yeah, a whole year doing the zebra
2: show. <laughs> it was really difficult. Yeah, right. that's what. Not everyone knows about me. That when the festival's over, I stay here. Yes, uh, right. I, yeah. Uh. Yeah. Going. Yes, 172 shows last year. Wow. It, it is tougher to get the crowds once the fringe is over. Well, yeah. Uh, there's no I can doubt see about it. That. Yeah. Yeah, I can you see You think that. it'd be easier because there's none of these circus cunts flowering. <laughs> um, <laughs> Once Silent Disco's gone, you think Edinburgh would be a paradise, but uh, you forget that a lot of audience members have left as well. Right, and
1: the Scottish are left behind. Yeah. Um, so, um, these shows have been incredibly successful, though, I have to say. I mean, you were the first recipient of the BAE Systems Ofcom and Uncle Joe's Chicken and Fish Ease Award. That's right, yeah. Yeah, which must have been a great honour. Did you feel like you were winning art? Were you the yeah. winner of art? I think so,
2: yeah. I remember that... There was a lot of um, there was a bit of hoo ha because the the portrait gallery closed down right uh, and a lot of other sort of cultural institutions just said fair enough Watson's won it uh, <laughs> I, so Cirque du Soleil disbanded yeah. uh, for example I felt bad the zoo closed down yeah um, sport stopped yeah I, I, it, but in the end life is a competition I was delighted to have won I forgot yeah. sport sports. Sports did stop yeah massive, yeah there's no it, sport the anymore we forget now but
1: it was massive at oh the sport moment. was
2: enormous people were yeah. quite and into remember it remember when you used to get sport yeah oh, be, people would be all oh. over it football football but not anymore no because it was like well it's you now I've made it all irrelevant.
1: Yeah. Le- yeah. So since the demise of sport, uh, apart from that, has, has the festival changed much in your time, do you think? Is it, is, it, is it better? Yes.
2: Great. Yeah, I think it is because I'm doing more stuff at Great. it. Um, there are still problems, obviously. There are an awful lot of shows. Um, that is an enormous problem. It's <laughs> a huge problem. If you could improve it in one way, you would get rid of basically all the shows. Oh, like, just yeah. like yeah. click your fingers and half
1: disappear would be
2: perfect. <laughs> Sometimes um, I think the festival should be run like a golf tournament. You know, there's a cut and half the players go home. I, um, I think at the end of the first week, if your show's has just go home. And then at the end of the second week, people should be eliminated from the so festival, So, on basically. the final day
1: of the Fringe, there are two shows left. On the final day of the Fringe, just A-Caster is here. Yeah, um... <laughs> Great. At, at the top, a massive pile of discarded props and posters <laughs> that
2: have just been thrown there yeah. in anger. A-Caster's riding a bass drum down the Royal Mile with his dick out. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> We all Already want that? <laughs> no, of course we do. Why? The public will is there. Why can't we make it a reality? Well, well, I think we can. I think we can. Have you got his number? We can call. I actually well, do, yeah. Actually, if I have texted him now and said, "Got a great idea for you, mate." <laughs> <laughs> massive tournament. I don't think he's here, but on the other hand, massive tournament. Well, is what that he, what he calls it now? Yeah, he does call uh, it a massive right.
1: tournament. <laughs> massive tournament. It's a knockout. Um, so. Um, you you've had quite a few screen appearances, haven't you? Like the big screen, the silver screen, and the small screen as well. By which yes, I mean the... a phone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I've sent a lot of texts in my life. People lot don't of always know how many I've done. Big big
2: text man, <laughs> enormous. I, yeah, I, like, if you look at my CV, there's thousands of texts on there.
1: Wow, really?
2: Yeah, yeah. That's incredible. Some of the best ones. Yeah. Some of the best ones. <laughs> yeah. on the CV. Some of the texts we all know and love came from me, uh, but they were missing. Right, uh, top one. You know when people uh, write XX for two kisses and it turns it into a kissing face emoji? Yes. I don't like that, so I'll correct it back to two kisses. That's how high-level texting I am. I mean, that's that's curated text. Yes, I'm not boasting, but I will overrule emojis if I don't feel that they're justified. Fair enough. I'm totally with you on that.
1: Would you ever do Bake Off?
2: I, um... You're speaking as if I didn't win the Bake Off in 2014. I'm sorry, but would you
1: ever host Bake Off? I mean, uh, obviously...
2: <laughs> yes, I'm sort of waiting for the call to come through. When you're yeah. a former winner, you do expect that you might be honoured by the show, but it's never, the call's never come. Well, I'm sure it will one day. I'd be delighted to host it, yes. It'll I, become um, like National Service that we all have to do, host Bake Off at some point. Yeah, my sure. uncle's had two weeks on Bake Off. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Bear grills tried to kill you on live television. Is that <laughs> I mean, actually, that is almost right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. That's right, yeah. How
1: did, how did he try to do it?
2: Uh, in open-hand open combat. Right, and what yeah. have you done to upset him? Um, yeah. I, is, I, he, is Bear his real name? No, that's why I upset him. I went public with the fact that his real name is Edward. It's a public school sort of affectation. Right. Yeah. And he's grills. So it goes like Edward, Teddy, Bear. That's, and, and, of course, grills was furious, so we got into a fight live on TV. Um, I tried to punch him, but he's a survivalist. It's very hard to punch right. of those guys. They just duck. Um, Right, right. that's how you survive uh, a punch Precisely They know all the tricks Yeah, of course He's he's, he's written a book about surviving You're not going to hit him in the face, are you? Right Um, so we had a fair old bit of combat, actually, in the end. And, and you, 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 were, you were in a bad way for a I while. I came out of it badly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was probably the worst celeb fight I've had since I took on George Alagaya. Right. <laughs> you, you are known for your celebrity beefs. I'm constantly having celebrity beefs, yeah. yeah. And uh, occasionally they turn out, well, I killed Trevor McDonald famously. <laughs> I, um, for a long time I was all about
1: newsreaders and I should have stuck with that. Yeah, really, I, because I, yeah. They, they have, some of them have incredible upper body strength. Uh, but, but below the waist, wasting away because they sit down for most of their career. That's right, yeah, there's a good reason you'd never see Hugh Edwards the lower half of his torso. There no, is no. No, no, no. no. Uh, it's, it's like two bits of wet spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> Hugh Edwards is a weevil, essentially. He really is. And you can quote Mark on that. Um, so, so, but I'm, I'm
2: I'll be surprised that. if anyone does. Uh, it's hard to see when that will be useful to anyone.
1: Yeah. And our audience may not be aware of this, but you've also written, written a staggering number of novels. Uh, Forty-eight, yes. Forty-eight knots. Yeah, so well over one per year. I've been on the. Uh... Right, right.
2: I mean, that's an incredible. How do you, how do you shit them out in such number? <laughs> I'm just constantly doing it. I've written three while we've been doing this, for example. Oh my I... God. Yeah, you can't always see me doing it, but I've got. I, I write with. You know, there's an American president who could write with both hands simultaneously. Not, not recently. <laughs> <laughs> no, not in the past three years. No. <laughs> I I, uh... no that was twelve. It's been a while since had a president that could write simultaneously with one hand. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty... um, Someone like Jefferson and one of them. Anyway, I'm one of those guys. I'm a right. math. I can write someone's with both hands and both feet and my dick. Uh, so, on average, it's day. It's been I, dick writing tonight. It's been dick writing, yeah. Right, yes. So, I normally come out of a day with four to five novels.
1: Oh, fantastic. And I just I,
2: sort of flood the market with them like Barbara Cartland.
1: Right. Um, so, so, what's the best of your novels about? I think. The one I, um, good
0: one. I,
1: um difficult because when you've written as many novels as me, you obviously get a lot of tweets and
2: a lot of fan mail, yes. I think. Um, I think the, the one that people talk about, the one that people stop me in the street and talk about is The Man and His Bread, uh, really which nice. is uh, it's about a bloke who goes out to buy a wholemeal loaf, and, aren't um, and that is it, really. But, uh, people often say that a great novel is all about simplicity. And, that's, and it's about the journey rather than <laughs> the course end result, is, Of course it is, of course it is. Does the, he
1: get the bread?
2: Well, do any of us. Oh,
1: I want to read it now. Yeah. I want to read it now.
2: He does, though. He does? Okay. Yeah, I... <laughs> bread do any of us? We all do, yeah. We all get it. Yeah. It's
1: you, readily available.
2: It's easy to get bread, yeah. It's readily In a way, that's why I wrote the novel, to remind people that you can always get bread. Yeah, yeah. no, no, fair enough. It's fair lovely. Wicks and beans on that, you're all right for a day. Yeah, it's very simple yeah. food. A lot of my novels are just about uh, grocery shopping and how it is within all of our grasp.
1: I'm, I'm starting to understand how you write them so quickly. That's right, yeah. I
2: remember my 30th novel was called I've Got My Beans. And that went down reasonably well. Already like, had them. Yeah. <laughs>
1: already <laughs> had them. Just talking about how you'd already got them. That's right, yeah. I mean, Mark Watson, thank you for letting us inside you. Thank you, Thank you. Thank you for listening to Inside the Comedian with me, your host, David Reed. For the latest news and guest announcements, please follow at Mr. David Reed on Twitter.